Happy New Year again. It is 2022, and I hope that you are off to a great start for this year. Unfortunately, my family and I have been without power the last three days or so, and thankfully it came on yesterday afternoon. We were so excited. It's amazing the things you take for granted until you don't have them, right? It was a good experience for my wife and I. Thank the Lord we had a generator where we didn't lose food and deep freezes, things like that. But it's a good experience, right? Humbling to some extent. And many, many families are in much worse situations because of the storm. So we were doing just fine. And I hope you are weathering any storms well where you are. And so today I want to get to some updates that I want you to be aware of. Before we do that, I hope that you have liked and subscribed. I hope you will leave a comment and I hope you will email us at info at Lifebridge Capital. If there are things you would like for us to include in this report that would be helpful to you, we would love to know it. So let's jump in to this week's real estate news. Retailers, developers to be impacted by inflation. Commercial real estate poised to continue growth in 2022. NAR, commercial real estate to strengthen in 2022. Industrial real estate sales rise amidst drop in e-commerce sales. Industrial prices represent sectors continued streak. U.S. office market remains stable despite uncertainties. COVID hit hospitality sector trying to stay afloat. Condo and co-op sales rebound in Manhattan. Multifamily, modular, and prefabricated housing construction to further grow in 2022. U.S. needs 4.6 million new apartments by 2030. Inflation to impact housing, food, and electronics. Americans quit jobs at a record pace in November, 2021 profitable year for most real estate stocks, and find out which equity REITs with highest total returns in 2021. Let's begin this week's report with the latest in commercial real estate. Wells Fargo senior economist Mark Vittner has observed that given the rise in demand, wage pressures, and supply chain issues, U.S. inflation could negatively impact retailers and small businesses who are trapped in long-term leases. With more businesses resorting to work-from-home arrangements, however, those with existing rents, according to Vettner, are likely in a position to receive better terms that are locked in long-term leases. Developers, on the other hand, have no choice but to bear the rising costs in construction materials and adjust with supply chain disruptions. Landlords whose leases are not tied to the Consumer Price Index or CPI are also expected to bear the brunt of inflation hitting 6.8%. But despite the impact of inflation, industry experts are optimistic about the future of commercial real estate. In separate interviews by Commercial Observer, financial institutions are keen on increasing their lending activities in 2022 despite the threat of the COVID-19 Omicron variant. Data analytics firm CredIQ noted an increase of $116 billion of total commercial real estate debt from commercial banks at the start of December last year, coupled by the private label securitization reaching $159 billion from only $63 billion in 2020. In another report by commercial real estate firm CBRE commented that alternative lenders have been the key to the growth of the commercial real estate debt markets in 2021, with life insurance companies taking advantage of industrial and multifamily properties. These are expected by the firm to remain the active financers to real estate investors in 2022. 
In particular, CBRE predicts that the multifamily sector will continue to grow given the wide sections of debt options from traditional lenders together with debt funds and mortgage REITs. In related news, the National Association of Realtors, or NAR, noted a record low vacancy rate of 4.5% for the multifamily markets as of the middle of December last year. Similar strong performances were recorded by the industrial property market with almost 700 million square feet of absorbed space since the beginning of the pandemic. Rents reached an all-time high of 8.4%, and vacancy rate fell to a historic low of 4.1%. The hotel industry also had impressive occupancy, reaching 57% in December, up by 15 basis points the previous year. However, the office sector suffered from the negative net absorption in New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Chicago, and Boston. Absorption rates, however, in Austin, Las Vegas, and San Antonio have increased over the past 12 months. NAR projects commercial real estate to maintain its strong momentum in 2022 despite the planned interest rate hike by the Fed. In particular, high mortgage rates in the multifamily market will raise rental demand with vacancy rates tightening to around 4.8% this year and rent rising at an average of 10%. And now for the latest in industrial real estate news. The start of 2022 for industrial real estate is on a roll as November's national average rate climbed to $6.37 per square foot despite the dip in e-commerce sales, which have plunged in three of the last five quarters. E-commerce reached only 16% in the third quarter of last year. In a report by Commercial Edge, vacancies for industrial space in the same quarter remain tight at 5.7%. From January to November, transactions reached a record-breaking $61.6 billion across markets included in the study, delivering a total of 293.9 million square feet of industrial space. Of the top 30 markets in Inland Empire and Los Angeles had the fastest rent growth in the country, with $6.49 and $10.23 per square foot, respectively. The group noticed that California's industrial real estate rent hike is highly driven by tight vacancy rates, scarcity of land availability for development, or a combination of both. The industrial sector's strong showing was further emphasized by the beginning of 2022 after the pandemic's influence on e-commerce activity and enterprises seeking to improve supply chain conditions. Several companies are poised to gain traction from recent acquisitions. CBRE Investment Management recently agreed to purchase a portfolio of logistics properties valued at $4.9 billion from Ross Parrott Jr.'s Hillwood Investment Properties. It spans 28 million square feet of facilities, warehouses, and distribution centers located in areas with a steady supply of talent. Advanced transportation and proximity to many consumers. Meanwhile, Rexford Industrial Realty purchased eight industrial assets in Southern California submarkets within the LA San Gabriel Valley, Greater San Fernando Valley, and Orange County North submarkets worth $270 million in December. CBRE's Pulse of U.S. Office Demand report released in The last week of December indicates office leasing activities in the country's top 12 markets with strong fundamentals in terms of amount 
of office space actively sought, finalized lease agreements, and availability of sublease space. Boston leads the market in terms of recovery, registering 23% more companies seeking available office spaces, higher than pre-pandemic levels. This was followed by Dallas-Fort Worth, Los Angeles, Manhattan, and Washington, D.C. Despite COVID-19 cases rising, commercial property investors' inquiries as of the first week of December 21 have surpassed values registered in 2019, rising 40% year-over-year and 14% compared to the same period in 2019. CBRE noted property listings drop in the average number of days on the market, particularly with hotel, industrial, multifamily, and office sectors. Total investment volume is expected to rise between 5% and 10% over 2021 levels this year. In another report, commercial real estate company Transwestern expects Dallas economy outlook and office market fundamentals to sustain its robust growth with in-office employees now exceeding 6.6%, higher than pre-pandemic levels. Office leasing has already recovered despite the Omicron variant, forcing some companies to extend their remote work arrangements after the holidays. The company is expecting vacancy rates to plunge this year, driven by the return of employees in workspaces. The largest net leasing volumes were recorded in Grapevine and Westlake, downtown Fort Worth and Plano. Happening on January 20th and 21st is Denver's biggest real estate event, the next big thing. And it's shaking up how real estate professionals will define business success. This two-day event will give you tools so you can catapult your own business. You'll discuss how the world is changing and what's needed to stay two steps ahead. Together with 450 other professionals, you will build a foundation to become the next big thing. Built on the foundation of helping others build wealth through real estate, the Ruth team has created the ultimate tool that is this event. And it's called The Next Big Thing. 25 speakers, including Ryan Serhant, Kenyon Salo, Nebu Hata, Stacey Veden, Brian Moses, Natalie Davis, and Ryan Avery. Register now at thenextbigthingcolorado.com and use the code RESS to get $150 off. In the hotel sector, COVID hit hospitality sectors is trying to stay afloat. 2021 may look like it has ended on a high note for the hospitality sector as hotels recorded high occupancy, but not for the usual holiday travel season. Omicron variant has forced hotels to become quarantine facilities, overwhelming, especially in the New York, where free hotel isolation programs have accommodated 30,000 people so far as the number of new virus cases shot to 130,000 at the start of the year from only 16,000 in the first week of December. The Wall Street Journal reports that demand for hotels had quickly risen as the Omicron variant put more hotels in the program. Despite this, those seeking isolation in these facilities would have to wait for days before being admitted. But it's not all that gloomy for New York City's hotel development market, however. Early this year, real estate development company GFI Hospitality reported that demand for hotels and restaurants from local and tourists have returned despite the ongoing pandemic. A number of hotels will be opening this year, including luxury developments in Chelsea, the Theater District, 
Central Park South, Fifth Avenue, and Tribeca, where an eight-story hotel would be built close to where the Tribeca Film Festival is held every year. According to real estate brokerage firm Compass, condo and co-op sales volume in Manhattan reached $7 billion in the fourth quarter of last year, the highest of any fourth quarter recorded. Apartment sales surged to 3400 up by 79% year over year. On the other hand, average sales prices reached more than $1.9 million, higher by 5.5% year over year, with median sales prices reaching $1.1 million. Likewise, Townhouse sales skyrocketed by 58.6% with an average purchase price of $9.23 million. Compass City's low mortgage rates, ease of travel restrictions, and high vaccination rates in Manhattan drove demand for these properties at an all-time high. In other news, the global multifamily modular and prefabricated housing construction market is expected to grow from 38 and a half billion dollars in 2021 to 41.18 billion in 2022 at a compound annual rate of 7%. In Report Linker's Global Market Report 2022, it cites more businesses resuming their operations and recovering from the COVID-19 impact. With more companies engaged in the construction of multifamily modular and prefabricated homes, it is expected to shorten construction time and reduce costs aside from ensuring lower material wastage and construction safety. The market is expected to reach $54.07 billion in 2026 at a CAGR of 7%. CBRE's U.S. real estate market outlook for 2022 cites the multifamily housing market as one of the few sectors that will set record-breaking values this year. This is driven by higher single-family home prices and low inventory that has drawn buyers from the rental market and multifamily asset values tied on the net operating income expected to rise at the same time. A study commissioned by the National Apartment Association and National Multifamily Housing Council reveals that the country needs at least 4.6 million new apartment homes by 2030. This is on top of the 11.7 million older existing apartments that are in need of renovation during the same period. The study also cites key trends that will shape new multifamily investment in 2022, including a rise in lending volumes where real estate finance is robust, New construction methods such as prefabricated and modular designs, work-from-home amenities, an appetite for redevelopment, and a walkable lifestyle in the city, among others. And now for some updates about the U.S. economy. Inflation is expected to further impact consumers this year as the Fed will be aiming for a 2% annual inflation, higher than what the country has experienced in the last decade. Driven by issues in supply chain and growth and demand, analysts believe that it will take months for problems with the logistics to finally improve as companies try to avoid being impacted in their operations. CNBC listed 10 things that will be more expensive in 2022, which include housing, food, clothing, heating costs, gas, dining out, cars, computers, and electronics, furniture, and medical care. CoreLogic expects the housing market to reach new highs as prices continue to appreciate faster than last year. In addition, an increase in mortgage rates this year will pose another challenge. The Great Resignation Saga continues. The number of workers quitting jobs 
reached 4.5 million from 4.2 million, the highest since September, according to the Labor Department this week. This means 3% of workers voluntarily left their positions, matching September's record high. Despite 10.6 million job openings below July's all-time record, Hiring has somehow improved with 6.7 million new hires, indicating more workers returning and a rebound in consumer demand. In an effort to attract more workers, many companies have started raising wages and offering signing bonuses and other perks. Goldman Sachs believes that worker shortages are likely to persist this year with many switching careers or industries that will leave other sectors with fewer candidates to fill vacancies. Top performances of real estate-related companies had a banner year in 2021. In particular, Class A mall and shopping center landlords rebounded to pre-pandemic level stock prices with the likes of Maze Rich and Simon Property Group. Multifamily and industrial real estate stocks have benefited much from consumer demand with Prologis and Duke Realty climbing 75% and 70%, respectively, which are all-time highs for the companies. Multifamily and single-family rentals also saw 50% gains with Essex Property Trust and Avalon Bay Communities in the apartment market and innovation homes for single-family properties. Office and hotel stock performances remain strong, though lower, as the threat of the Omicron variant has postponed the return of normal phase in the country. Now, which equity REITs had the best performance in 2021? Residential REIT preferred apartment condominiums reached its pre-pandemic level price in September and closed out the year with a total return of 167.3%. It paid a total of 68 cents per share in dividends, yielding 6.8% average yield according to trading insights from Benzinga. This was followed by Cedar Realty Trust with 164.5% total returns and Gladestone Landcorp at 142%. REIT sectors that performed well in terms of total returns, including self-storage, industrial, and residential REITs. And that's it for this week's highlights. I hope that you will subscribe and comment, leave some feedback, email us at info at Lockbridge Capital. We would love to hear from you and how we can serve you better, putting better information in this report. We appreciate those who have responded and followed up and given us some insight on what they would like to hear more about. Again, I'm Whitney Sewell, CEO of Lockbridge Capital. Have a blessed day. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day.